Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the From Ballpark to Buzzbeer Sportscast. I'm Perry Mortinos alongside my co-host, James Farley, and we have a great episode planned for you guys today. So let's get to it. James, take it away. Yeah, thanks, Perry, for starting us off. And t- this past week, in week one of the NFL season, there were a ton of key matchups, great games going on, and there are a lot of opinions that are being placed on a bunch of teams after their performances, whether they were good or bad. And some of those could be kind of pretty controversial, and that's exactly what we're going to be discussing today, whether or not some of these opinions are overreactions. And the first one is, Perry, are the Blues, or excuse me, are the Bills a fluke from last year, and is Josh Allen not that good? That's what a lot of people are saying after a poor performance against the Pittsburgh Steelers in Week 1, dropping that game and falling to 0-1 on the year. Do you think that the Bills really are a fluke and that Josh Allen is not as good as people are expecting him to be this season as a potential MVP candidate? I mean, look, James, the Bills play, you know, a very good defense in uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, I mean, we previewed it um, on Saturday, but just looking at the game, right, they, they had a halftime lead. Um, they allowed the Steelers to kind of come back in the second half, and you can blame that on the defense. But, I mean, honestly, I don't think this is not – I think it's not an overreaction. I don't know how good the Bills are going to be this season. I mean, Allen had one good season in his career, right? This is, I believe, his fourth year, and he just got a massive extension. So – just having one good season, I don't know if that constitutes the kind of belief that a lot of, you know, NFL executives, he was ranked, I believe, in the top five in the NFL rank on NFL Network. So I don't think it constitutes that kind of respect for Josh Allen, where he is now. And to say he's not good might be a little bit of an overreaction, but he's certainly not as good as he was last season. Barry, I don't think that Josh Allen is going to be able to replicate the season that he had last year, but I still think that I don't think that the Bills are a fluke. I think that the, the, this is an overreaction, and that this Bills team is still a good team. They're a very good team. They're going to be able to compete in the AFC, potentially try and have a Super Bowl appearance this season. Josh Allen, he is the real deal, Perry. He can pass the ball a ton. He can drop back in the pocket, look for his receivers and Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley. This team is a really good team. You also have Devin Singletary out of the backfield at the running back position. So this Buffalo Bills team is a high-powered offense. You have Stephon Diggs, who's a top-five receiver in this league. He's athletic. He can make the big catches when he matters. He's fast, agile on the field. He really gets the job done well at that wide receiver spot. So he's Josh Allen's number one receiver, and he's a mismatch for a lot of players. So he can rely on Stephon Diggs to be able to get in the end zone, you know, probably once a week around that point. He didn't get in the end zone this past week, but I still am anticipating... He's going to be able to step it up going forward in the next weeks. I think that this is an overreaction, Perry. James, look, I think you brought up some uh, great points. I don't think Devin Singletary is that good as a back, but just looking at Stephon Diggs, I mean, he's definitely a top five, even top three receiver in this league. They also have Emmanuel Sanders, who they added this offseason, who had a great game um, in week one. But I think the defense, the safeties are good, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poirier. But at the end of the day, you know, they're in a tough division. The Patriots should be better this year. The Dolphins certainly look better. And, you know, they still have to compete with teams like the Chiefs. You know, Baltimore, even with that injury, could still be good. Cleveland, even Tennessee could still have a good season after their setback. But I, I just don't know how good this Bills team is. And I don't know how much confidence I can put in last year's season. As you were saying, Perry, this is definitely a competitive AFC conference. You have... 
I think the Patriots are going to be able to compete for the AFC East. I don't think that Miami is going to be able to. They're going to end up dropping off. And then the Jets, they still aren't going to be able to get the job done. I think that the Bills are going to be able to end up matching up with the team, such as the Kansas City Chiefs, who are dominant as usual. Also, the Cleveland Browns, they gave they gave KC a run for their money. Watch out for them this season. But other than that, I think that the Bills are a definite force in the AFC. And I do not think that they were a fluke from last year. Therefore, I think this is an overreaction. Another discussion point, Perry, is doing that the New Orleans Saints will be able to challenge the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady for the NFC South this season. This is what some people are saying, especially after that great performance by Jameis Winston. Tons of touchdown passes. And that was definitely looking to be a high-powered offense, especially when Michael Thomas comes back from that injury. Do you think that they're going to be able to challenge the Bucks at the end of the day? I mean, James, the Saints looked great um, on Sunday. They beat the Packers 38-3. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, two interceptions. I mean, none of them, both of them were des- desperation throws, let's be honest. But the Packers are still a very good team. They made it all the way to the NFC Championship game last season. And the Saints, both offense and defense, were phenomenal on Sunday. And, you know, on the other hand, the Bucks looked mortal on Thursday night against the Cowboys. They only won 31-29 to on a Ryan suck-up field goal in the closing seconds. But at the end of the day, you know, I this is the this Bucks team is a team that we talked about before the season, potentially going 17-0. So to say the Saints will be this good after one season, that's definitely an overreaction. Yeah, Perry, I definitely agree with you on that being an overreaction as well. This Tampa Bay Buccaneers team is just too good. I'm not saying that the New Orleans Saints aren't going to be good. I actually think they're going to be very good, but they just can't be as good as Tampa's going to be, especially with Tom Brady at the helm of that high-powered offense. The Bucks are just too powerful, especially along with Brady, with that wide receiver corpse of Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and surprise performance out of Antonio Brown. He's looking to have, he's showing flashes of his previous player from the Pittsburgh Steelers with Le'Veon Bell and Ben Roethlisberger. So if Antonio Brown can get back to where he was at such a high, at such a, one of the top wide receivers in the entire NFL, and pairing that with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and even Rob Gronkowski at the tight end position he had two touchdowns in that week one game this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team is going to be almost unstoppable so therefore I think that this is an overreaction that the Saints will be able to challenge the Bucs and for the NFC South that is not the case James absolutely but that still will be a division race worth watching especially considering the wild card game and the 17 playoffs and especially considering the Bucs want to get that one seed in the playoffs but moving on to another segment here we didn't do this last week but we are doing it this week the three grade segment so we will hand out three grades an A a C and an F to three teams around the league who we think deserves it so starting with the A grade we'll start with the best Um, I mean this has to go to the Arizona Cardinals right James? Absolutely, Perry. The Arizona Cardinals were just pure dominant. The defense looked phenomenal, and Kyler Murray looked like an MVP candidate. So Chandler Jones is the early week one favorite for Defensive Player of the Year, which how many sacks did he have? Five sacks. That's incredible. That's a stat line that I have not seen in a very long time, if ever, as a big NFL fan. DeAndre Hopkins is a top three receiver in this league, too, catching passes from Kyler Murray. Murray's agile in the pocket. He's able to throw the ball deep down the field, but he's also quick. He can run the ball extremely well, gain those first down key, first down yardages, and lead that offense to those great drives to score the touchdown, kick field goal, whatever it need be. 
in a game time situation. But this Arizona Cardinals team is looking to be the real deal and be able to compete in the NFC. They do have to get through this uh, difficult division, especially with the Seattle Seahawks. They looked good in week one as well behind Russell Wilson. But I think that this is definitely going to be a great team this season. And therefore, I'm giving the Arizona Cardinals an A after week one. James, I agree. I mean, we both had Tennessee in this game last week. I picked, I even picked Tennessee in a knockout pool, but Derrick Henry looked mortal. You know, Ryan Tannehill didn't throw the ball well, and you can say, well, you know, the t- Titans had a new offensive coordinator because Arthur Smith left for the Falcons coaching job, excuse me, in the offseason. But if the Cardinals want a chance at the playoffs and even to win the division, they're going to have to keep putting in games like this where Kyler Murray looks like an MVP candidate. And Chandler Jones, I mean, he's not going to have five sacks every week, let's be honest. But if he can still pile up those sack numbers, maybe get you definitely double the sacks, maybe 15 to 20 sacks, this Cardinals team definitely has the potential to do something um, this season. But moving on to our C grade, you know, this is a team that we just felt was just average. They were just okay in week one, and this team is the Cleveland Browns. James, what do we have to say about Cleveland? Yeah, Perry, this is a tough grade. As Cleveland looked great for the first three quarters of the game, but then choked in the fourth against the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes was able to lead a great comeback and seal the win for the Chiefs in that fourth quarter. The Browns looked great against one of the top teams in the league, and that shouldn't be forgotten, but neither should that fourth quarter collapse because that just shown that they weren't able to hold on to the lead when that mattered. But that being said, they played a great three quarters of football. I mean, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt out of the backfield, those are the that's the best running back tandem in the NFL for sure. Baker Mayfield looked to be really good as well, showing glimpses of his rookie season and his time at Oklahoma. So hopefully for he and the Browns, he's able to continue playing well. And you also have Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry at the wide receiver position. Those two guys are definitely still big-time wide receivers in the NFL. So this Cleveland Browns team, especially that high-powered offense, is going to be looking good. If they could have held it on, held on to that fourth-quarter lead and beaten the Chiefs, I could definitely see them having that grade of an A after week one. But after failing to hold on to that lead, hold on to the, that momentum, and hand that game over to the Chiefs in the fourth quarter and end up losing, we're giving Cleveland a C after week one. And then... Definitely, Perry, a horrible performance by the Green Bay Packers. We are giving them an F after week one. What happened to Green Bay this past week? James, honestly, I, I mean, I have no idea. I mean, you know, we talked about Aaron Rodgers. The defense looked awful in a 38-3 loss to the Saints. We all know the offense has firepower between the two Aarons, Aaron Jones being the other Aaron, and Devontae Adams. But could the lack of offseason prep due to Rodgers' unhappiness with the organization affect the cohesiveness and chemistry of the offense, which is the driving force for this team? And there's a ton of conspiracy theories out there um, out there saying that Rodgers purposely lost the game to put Green Bay in a worse position so for when he likely leaves this offseason. I mean, I think that's just a joke. But they did look awful, and that's something that should be talked about because this Saints team wasn't expected to be this good this fast, especially with Drew Brees' retirement and starring Jameis Winston at quarterback, a guy who we have no idea how good he's going to be this season. But five touchdown passes in the opening game, I would say, is a pretty good start to the 2021 NFL season. But at the end of the day... I mean, this Packers team just deserves an F, and if we could give them an F-minus, they would deserve that one too. 
That's definitely the case, Barry. They got F across all categories, offense, defense, whatever you may, what kind of cat, whatever category you want in the in the regards to the, this game. They were horrible. Aaron Rodgers, he did not look good at all after an MVP season last year. We were looking at him. We were anticipating that he would be able to step up big time and get. He would be playing well, having a lot of touchdown passes, leading this this Green Bay Packers team to a victory. But that wasn't the case at all. They put up three points in this game. They didn't even get in the end zone once. And when you have the best wide receiver in the league in Devontae Adams as well as Aaron Jones, who's a great running back in his own right as well, this team has got to put up more than just three points. So a horrible effort by the Green Bay Packers this past week. We are going to have to see if they're going to be able to come back and win their game this week against the Detroit Lions. This is definitely a good comeback potential game for the Packers, seeing that Detroit is not that good. But after week one, definitely giving Green Bay an F. James, definitely a rebound opportunity for the Packers um, on Monday Night Football. But moving into our big game segment, we did this last week, but we are going to be starting off with the Rams versus Indianapolis. I mean, the Rams, they looked like a top team in the league behind the new-look offense in Matthew Stafford. I believe on Matthew Stafford's first throw, he had a big touchdown. I mean, he, I believe it was Van Jefferson who was wide open. But the Colts and Wentz need to get back to 500, especially after that loss to the Seahawks on Sunday. And this key matchup that's going to be very interesting to watch is this Colts defense versus that Rams offense. I mean, DeForest Buckner, Darius Leonard going against Robert Woods and Cooper Cup will definitely be a must-watch game for me. But I'm, I'm interested in seeing how good Stafford looks again because the Bears have a very good defense, as, as does Indianapolis. So... I think this will be a very interesting match to see just how good this Rams offense is. Yeah, I agree with you completely on that, Perry. I'm a big Matthew Stafford fan. I think that he's going to be leading this Rams team to great places this season. I even see them potentially coming down to the AFC Championship game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think that they are the real deal. Another big-time key matchup heading into Week 2 is the Tennessee Titans versus Seattle Seahawks game. Tennessee definitely did not live up to the expectations we had after acquiring Julio Jones from Atlanta last season at that wide receiver spot. We thought they were going to be great. Ryan Tannehill under the, in the pocket throwing passes to the likes of A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. Derrick Henry, the arguably the best running back in the league, definitely the best power back, getting hand carries up to 20-plus in a game, getting all those touches, getting in the end zone. But Henry, he didn't get in the end zone, and the Tennessee just didn't look like the team that we thought they were going to be. Seattle, on the other hand, they're coming off of a nice win. And and, and Tennessee, they lost to Arizona, who we gave that A, a grade um, to after week one. So Arizona definitely played better than we kind of thought. So maybe this was just a great performance by the Cardinals that forced Tennessee into a week one loss. But at the end of the day, this is a 1-0 Seattle team versus an 0-1 Tennessee team. And the Seahawks are definitely going to be going into this game looking to win. That being said, the Seahawks are going to continue let the let Russ Cook experiment continue. And that is where I'll have to see if that's going to work against Tennessee. Russell Wilson, he's proving to be a top five quarterback in this league still up to this point. He's looking really good, especially with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett playing well. They're, that Seahawks team is looking to be a legitimate case to to go deep in the NFC this year and have a contest with Arizona for that division spot. But Tennessee's this star power is definitely hoping to rebound after that poor week one performance. And if I think that if Julio Jones, he gets more touches, he's going to have to get more targets from Ryan Tannehill. He has to have the ball 
being thrown his way more and AJ Brown because the Seahawks, they have a great front seven, but their secondary isn't that good. So I'm anticipating that Ryan Tannehill is going to be passing the ball, using, utilizing his arm a lot and getting AJ Brown and Julio Jones several touches throughout this game. I think that they're going to play a huge factor in who comes out on top of this one. James, you mentioned Julio Jones there for a second. His biggest contribution in week one was a 15-yard unnecessary roughness penalty that pushed a third and one back to third and 16. So definitely not how you want to be remembered in your first start for a new team. But, I mean, you nailed it right on the head there. Especially if Indianapolis wins, Tennessee needs to win this game to stay even with Indy because I think that that's going to be a better division race than most people um, expect. I don't think Jacksonville and Houston are going to be in it, but definitely that two-horse race between Indianapolis and Tennessee will be a fun one to watch, for me at least. But moving on to the next game, I mean, this is the best team in the league against the most injured team in the league. This is the Kansas State Chiefs versus the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, we've all seen these games. They've been pretty good so far, especially Mahomes versus Lamar, but get your popcorn ready for this one on Sunday Night Football. We talked about Cleveland a little bit. They, they the Chiefs, though, started slow, but then they came back behind Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. I mean, this offense is just too good. It's it's borderline unguardable at this point. And then the Ravens are trying to avoid an 0-2 start. I don't remember when the last time they've started 0-2 was. It was definitely a very, very long time ago. But Lamar had an up-and-down night on Monday. He had 86 yards rushing, but three fumbles. And the Ravens are looking to overcome their injuries, but they cannot afford to fall to 0-2 in the, in the division with the Steelers, Browns, and the Rising Bengals. And this could end up being a Ravens um, lost season, especially like it was for the Cowboys last year. But at the end of the day, I think this will definitely be an interesting matchup to watch for sure, especially considering Tyson Williams in the backfield with Lamar Jackson and potentially Latavius Murray backing them up. Yeah, Perry, this is definitely going to be a fun one to watch, especially with such dynamic and fun-to-watch quarterbacks at the helm of this game with Patrick Mahomes, obviously, of the Kansas City Chiefs, as well as the dynamic Lamar Jackson quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. But at the end of the day, Perry, the Chiefs should handily take this one, especially with the injuries at the running back position for the Baltimore Ravens. Gus Edwards going down with that torn ACL. But at the end of the day, as I said, Chiefs should take this one. They have such a good offense. Travis Kelsey, best tight end in the league. Tyreek Hill, top two wide receiver in the league. And Patrick Mahomes, who's the arguably is definitely the best quarterback, if not one of the best at this point in the league across the board of all quarterbacks. So this is definitely a high-powered Kansas City offense. They looked they look to be kind of prone to losing, which is something we haven't seen at all in week one to Cleveland. But at the end of the day, they were able to get that win in at, down the stretch in the fourth quarter and get that win at the end of the day. But I think that's going to be a good game. I have the Chiefs coming out on top of that one, though. And now we are heading into our quick pick segment. After week one, I'm beating Perry 8-7. to seven. I got eight picks right. Perry got seven of them. And we're heading right on into week two. Perry looking to take a game back here, possibly tie it up, maybe even take the lead. I'm looking to either continue and maintain my lead or add it on. We'll have to see what goes on there. But Perry, take it away here. Who do you have winning the first game that we're talking about here, the Patriots and the Jets? Yeah, James, I mean, we both didn't really perform well last week. I mean, you went 50%. I was under 50%. But... I have the Jets winning this game. I think that Zach Wilson 
did have a great second half against Carolina. I think he can keep it up. I think New England's still trying to figure themselves out a little bit. I think that, you know, Mac Jones and that rest of that Patriots offense, we will have to see just how that offense gels for the rest of the season, but definitely not their best game against Miami. And so I have the Jets winning this one in a very close game. How about you, James? Yeah, Perry, I completely disagree with you. I think you're crazy for picking the Jets over our New England Patriots. I think that Mac Jones at this point is a better quarterback than Zach Wilson of the Jets. I also think that the Patriots have a better offense and defense across the board. I think they're a better team than the Jets. I think that Mac Jones is going to be able to continue having a bid for potential rookie offensive rookie of the year. He looked great in week one despite falling short to the Miami Dolphins. I anticipate the Patriots coming out on top in this one pretty handily. I'm taking the Patriots. Then the next game, we have the Denver Broncos and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Denver looked surprisingly good last week getting that win. I also have them going up on taking a 2-0 start to the season over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mixed reviews after Trevor Lawrence's first game in week one. He had three passing touchdowns, but on the other side of things, he also had three interceptions. So he turned the ball over quite a bit, something we didn't quite see when he at, during his time at Clemson. But at the end of the day, I think that the Denver Broncos are actually a pretty solid team in this league. I am expecting that they can potentially have a 500 to even a winning record this year, and I think they're going to continue that bid. I have them winning this game. James, I do too. I think Terry Bridgewater is the perfect quarterback for this team. They just need a quarterback that cannot turn the ball over because that defense is something special. So I have Denver in a pretty big um, margin of victory over in Jacksonville as well. And then moving over to Buffalo, in, against Miami in Miami. I have the Bills bouncing back. Although I think that they were a little bit of a fluke last season, I still have them being Miami, who honestly didn't really look that great over in a win over New England on Sunday. Yeah, Perry, as we were talking about Buffalo before, with it being an overreaction that they were a fluke, that Josh Allen isn't as good as we were anticipating he would be this season. I think that's all an overreaction. I have Buffalo easily winning this game in a blowout victory in an AFC matchup over Miami. Now for the San Francisco 49ers game versus the Philadelphia Eagles. This is going to be a good game, I think, Perry. Jimmy Garoppolo looked great in the first game this season with San Francisco. They're looking to be a really good team coached by Kyle Shanahan. I think that the 49ers are the real deal this year. Philly, on the other hand, they had Devontae Smith, their rookie wide receiver out of Alabama, the Heisman winner this past college football season, getting the end zone for the first time of his career. We expect him to have many more throughout the season, throughout his career. But I think that San Francisco is going to be able to shut down Heat and Philly. I have the 49ers taking this one. James, I do as well. I think the Niners are a really, really good team. I think Philly, you know, is a decent team, but... I think I just can't see them being the for the 49ers, even though the 49ers started to give it back a little bit against Detroit towards the end of that game on Sunday. I still have San Francisco in a pretty um decent blowout here. And then moving on to the Rams game against the Colts, we previewed this in our big game segment. I have the Rams. I think this offense is legit. Matthew Stafford won me a few of my fantasy leagues last week, and I hope that he continues to do this against the Indianapolis Colts defense. Barry, I'm I'm one of the bigger believers in this Los Angeles Rams team than most NFL fans. I know they're going to cruise to another victory over Jonathan Taylor and the Indianapolis Colts. This offense is great. Their defense is great. They are coached well. I think this is an all-around fantastic Los Angeles Rams team. Watch out for them this season. I have them winning week two and starting off to a 2-0 series record, or season record, excuse me. 
Head on over to the next game. We have the Las Vegas Raiders and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh looked great this past week getting the win, and I see that they're going to continue winning. They're going to start off 2-0 and beat Josh Jacobs and the Las Vegas Raiders pretty handily as well. It seems like we have a lot of blowout victories, but I think that Pittsburgh is going to be able, their defense is going to be able to shut down this Raiders offense. I don't think that Josh Jacobs is going to be able to get the job done against that front seven of Pittsburgh. They're just all around too dominant. I the Steelers taking this one. James, I also have Pittsburgh taking this one. They looked phenomenal against Buffalo, as you said, and I also think that Vegas got a little lucky winning over Baltimore on Monday Night Football, which ended up being the difference in our quick pick segment last week. But I have Pittsburgh as well. And then moving on, you Cincinnati against Chicago. Chicago is at home. I have Cincinnati winning this one. Joe Burrow's going to get to 2-0. and um, And I think the calls to bench Andy Dalton and start Justin Fields were just continued to mount for Matt Nagy and that Bears team. Yeah, Perry, I don't think that Justin Fields can start any sh- sooner in Chicago. I anticipate him getting playing time in this Cincinnati game. I think Joe Burrow is going to be able to get the job done, and they're going to end up winning this game. Cincinnati is going to start off to 2-0. And now we have another game. Houston surprised us. Tyrod Taylor played a great game, and we were thinking that Houston would be one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in the NFL this season, especially with Deshaun Watson being out of things for that team. But they got a week one victory, but that's going to end here. They're going to fall back to 500 with Cleveland Browns taking this one. Baker Mayfield's going to play well, and Nick Chubb is going to be able to run all over the Texans' defense. I have Cleveland winning this one. James, I'm on the Cleveland train as well. I think Houston got a little lucky because I think Jacksonville just all around was awful on Sunday. So I have Cleveland winning this one in another blowout. And then moving on to New Orleans, Carolina. Carolina's decent. They're not very good. I think New Orleans has a chance to get it to a note, and I think they will in yet another blowout in Carolina. Perry, Jameis Winston is going to continue a great start to his season. He's going to beat Christian McCaffrey and the Carolina Panthers. Alvin Kamara is going to have another great performance. This guy, he's able to catch the ball of the backfield, run the ball all over the place, gets a lot of touches, and that's those touches are going to help the New Orleans Saints get this win. They're going to jump to 2-0. And then the Arizona Cardinals, they're also going to go to 2-0. After have receiving our A for this after week one, they're going to continue that dominance over Dalvin Cook and the Minnesota Vikings. I have Arizona winning this one behind Kyler Murray. Yeah, James, I have Arizona as well. Minnesota choked away yet another game on Sunday to the Cincinnati Bengals. And Arizona has looked great. As you said, I think they ride that wave from Sunday's victory to another victory on another Sunday. And then moving to Tampa Bay, Atlanta. Tampa Bay's, I mean, a really, really, really good team this year. I think Atlanta's just okay. So I have Tampa Bay winning this one in a pretty big blowout here. I think Tom Brady is going to throw for almost 400 yards, and Mike Evans is going to have at least one touchdown in this game. Perry, there's not much else to say. Tampa Bay is going to be able to stomp all over the Atlanta Falcons in this one. They're just The Falcons just don't have enough firepower on that offensive end. Calvin Ridley's looking good. Matt Ryan had a decent week one. But at the end of the day, this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team is so good. They're going to be able to cruise to a... Week 2 win and jump to 2-0. and And now Perry and I are going to have our second disagreement on our picks for this one. Contrasting for the second time, he took the Jets and, the Patri- and I took the Patriots. And now our second one is in the game between the Tennessee Titans and the Seattle Seahawks. I have the Titans winning this one. They're going to have a bounce back week. I know that the Seahawks they are a really good team, but I think that Tennessee has the potential to be even better. 
behind behind Derrick Henry. And also, this Seahawks team, as I was saying before, their secondary is not good. So it, I expect to see A.J. Brown and Julio Jones get a whole lot of touches, a lot of targets from Ryan Tannehill. And I think that they're going to be able to convert on those catches, get in the end zone, and be able to beat Seattle in Week 2. James, I have Seattle in this one. I think that Tennessee is going to fall 0-2, and I think that the AFC South is going to live up to its expectation as the worst division in football. I think that Tennessee just doesn't have the depth, and especially if one of those top receivers goes down injured, I think this is going to be a close victory, but a victory for the Seahawks. And then moving on to the Dallas Chargers game, I think this is one of the most interesting games on the schedule. I actually have the Chargers here. I think that Justin Herbert is going to go wild against a awful Dallas defense and I think that Keenan Allen will get in the end zone at least once and hopefully Austin Eckler will have another bounce back game. Perry I disagree with you again for back-to-back games. Dak Prescott looks fantastic after his week one performance against Tampa bringing them all the way down to the wire looking for that win came up just short but I expect that he's going to be able to get back in the winning column for the first time in a while after he went down with that season ending injury last year. I'm a big Dak Prescott fan. He looked fantastic. I was super happy to see him playing well in his return to the NFL. He's going to pass. He's going to be dropping back, looking to pass all over the place. Ezekiel Elliott's going to have a bounce back game. Amari Cooper's going to get a lot of touches. I think that this Dallas offense is just too good with Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb as well. I have them winning this one. And then I have Casey beating Baltimore pretty handily, especially behind Patrick Mahomes in that offense. There's nothing else really left to say about this Kansas City team. They really, sh- there aren't many ways, there aren't many teams on their schedule that are going to beat them. I think that they are going to be able to cruise to a two and zero record in the NFL right now. James, I'm on the Kansas City train as well. I think this should be, you know, a decent blow here. I think Lamar's going to have to throw the ball, and he's not going to be able to do that. And then moving on to Green Bay, Detroit, the Monday night game. I think this is going to be yet another blow. I have Green Bay taking this one fairly easy um, with Rodgers and crew bouncing back after that loss to the Saints on Sunday. Perry, I agree with you on that one. I think that Green Bay is going to be able to take this one. This Detroit Lions team is not good. Green Bay should. This is the perfect team to play in order to bounce back. I have the Packers winning this one at the end of the day. James, well, that will do it for us today, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, As always, guys, if you want to check anything out regarding us, our email, our social media, um, go to frombballparks2buzzbeers.com. All our stuff is there. If you want to get in touch with us for segment ideas, any feedback, both good and bad, please email us or DM us on Instagram and or Twitter. But that will do it for us today, guys. As always, I'm Perry Mortino signing out alongside my co-host James Farley with the From Ballparks to Buzzer Beer Sportscast. Have a good one, everybody.